On today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be answering one question from the Patreon. Lots of gems, lots of karate belts, lots of, hey dude, I don't need a ranking system. I talk with my hands. Let's get to it. And every day, I practice martial <laughs> Yo, Dre, how you doing, man? Sifu, Sifu, Sifu. How's everything? Good how to see you again. Is this Forget a- about me. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing, but how about you? I'm still riding off of the uh, the excitement of uh, them solving Tupac's murder. Oh, I have to that say, was that's a great mo- day, man. That's the most exciting thing that's <laughs> happened in my life recently. Uh, yes, definitely just that. Just Justice. that. Yeah, I mean... Finding out finally after 27 years yeah. what happened to Tupac. Oh, that day is such it, a relief. It's definitely the best thing that's that happened to me in a while. That was one of the best days. Yes. Yeah. One of the best days. Likewise, yes. likewise. Yeah, nothing else has gone on. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but it's cool. This is now our second, second episode we're recording since kind of back from Hong Kong. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, okay. since uh, since the whole Tupac okay. thing. So, uh, yeah, this is great. It's great to see you again, man. It's good to see you. Uh, So before we get started, just want to remind all of you that the best way to support The Kung Fu Genius is on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Kung Fu Genius. For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to episodes early, uh, as well as a bunch of other uh, stuff that I throw on there that is just for our Patreons. It's also the way to fast track any questions because it is the only way to get your questions answered on the KFG podcast. Now, we only do Ask Me Anything episodes uh, from questions from our Patreons. We no longer do Ask Me Anythings from YouTube. Uh, So, of course, uh, our YouTube supporters can always comment and give us uh, ideas for episodes, like topics. Because, as I mentioned in the last few episodes, I want to move away from just doing AMAs. Uh, mm. I want to do more of these, like where we stick to one topic for the whole thing, whether it's, you know, talking you about doing cheese out with Chan Chi Man or yeah. whether it's talking about whatever. Uh-huh. Um, well, I think it's also just good to go into something like as a deep dive, right? Deep. Um, and then I want to do these kind of Ask Me Anything episodes more like once a month. Okay. Uh, and those will be from our Patreons, but uh, our YouTube. Uh, followers can obviously always give me suggestions, but um, I'm not going to be doing any direct uh, questions from YouTube anymore. But occasionally, like our Patreons are so awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes they're ask me like the, the I have like a, a a pinned post on our Patreon page, yeah. which is like here's where you list any questions you have for me. Um, those um, oftentimes are so good that like one of them can be a whole episode wow. and that's kind of what we're doing today we got about happening. two i think we have two patreon questions yeah. on the docket for today so th- normally the ask me anything episodes i would do like maybe sometimes up to like six or seven questions an episode and now i'm more about like doing one really good one or two or three really good ones and going into it <laughs> and for the rest of the episodes for the month we you know we would stick to a topic or maybe do little. some interviews All and right. stuff like that so anyway, I'm super excited mm. about that. So what you got for me, Dre? All right, first off the bat, it's Topher 9K or 9,000. All right, because 8,999 <laughs> other Tophers were already taken. No, they were already busy. Yeah. Hello, Sifu Alex. What's up? All right. I hope my NYC family is doing well. Recently, a question came up on the Wing Chun subreddit Ooh, I've never page. Been there. About the best way to show a student's rank, i.e. shirts or belts, innocent enough, right? Especially if someone is looking to implement this into a commercial school. Right. Well, 
as things go on the internet, okay. Yeah. As things go it, it, it on devolved, the, the conversation devolved into a bucket of shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. It turned into several people laying into the old diatribe about let their hands show the skill. Yo, bro, I'm gonna let my hand. If I punch you in the face, <laughs> anything I say is right. <laughs> right. And is a shirt going to improve their skills? Uh -huh. Wow. Uh -huh. Obviously, yes. no. Wearing a fancy shirt does not make one's kung fu better. Wait, since when? Since How, when? However, what are you about? however, the implementation of a ranking system can serve to provide a number of benefits, yes. especially if someone is running a commercial school. Right. As someone who runs a commercial school, you, mm -hmm. and comes from a lineage that has implemented such a system for decades, could you speak on the benefits of having a ranking system? That's a great question the pros and cons are of ranking systems and the more significant benefit they can serve the Wing Chun Kung Fu community like developing an actual curriculum for learning. Right. Frankly, there is a great conversation to be had here on the longevity of Kung Fu, but let's save that for another time. Sure. Thank you, and I hope to see you all soon. Awesome. Love, especially to that handsome Brit, Tofa. Oh, uh -huh. you're making Beautiful. me blush over yeah. here. I miss you too, Tofa. Yeah. So great, great question by Tofa. A uh, longtime supporter of uh, not just this podcast, but my previous podcast with Big Sean Madigan. Uh, yes, he was yes. one of our Patreons from back then. Um, by the way, he has since started his own podcast. Did uh, not know. I just feel bags. I don't, I don't remember the name. the name. Do you know the name of Tofa's podcast? Maybe you can yeah, look it up. I All right. Uh, yes. But yeah, he's got a podcast, so please support our boy Tilfer and his nice. own endeavors. Please do, please do. Uh, yes, so really too. great question. Uh, so there's a lot to unpack there. And of course, uh, having a conversation with other Wing Chun people online is a lot like um, trying to train cats to play the piano. Um, it's just it's what? just a waste of time. What uh, in the well, world? Well, because because the problem is you have I've you actually always had some success training a cat yeah, to play the piano. Uh, oh yeah, no. It's, the the, it's the only the only problem is you know with these kind of conversations is it's always dichotomous thinking. It's always black and white thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, when we look in terms of logical fallacies, it's no shades like, of gray. Like, like what are what are ways to actually do an argument wrong? Mm, all right, mm. one of those is black and white thinking. All right, to think that well, it's either good or bad to have a ranking system, right? And then you're either on this side of the fence or that side of the fence, right? Mm, and then the problem mm. is that you're often talking with other Wing Chun people who are anonymous online. So you might as well just be, and talking to Wing Chun people in general is like talking to pod people, all right? Uh, <laughs> these are not, for the most part, normal interlocutors when you're having conversations with them. All right. uh, most, of the Wing Chun, most of the Wing Chun people that I can stand, and mind you, I teach Wing Chun, it's my job, okay? Uh, but most of the Wing Chun people I can stand are people who are my who who are also my friends and I communicate with them regularly and I'm I'm talking from the other lineages because mm -hmm. for most of the people within my own lineage I can't stand any of them right with a couple exceptions obviously my Sifu, a couple Sihangs yeah. from Europe um, you know a couple really great guys from Hong Kong and and of course Sifu Carson Lau and so on mm -hmm. and so forth but for the most part most 
people within my own lineage, WT. They're pod people, all mm-hmm. right? Like, these are, these are Damn. you know, they, 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 they're bordering on cultists if they were just a little more organized. They need to be a little more organized to reach the level of cult, but they're almost there, <laughs> almost. all right? And, oh. uh, yeah, darn, I mean, I find darn, most darn. conversations with WT people, it's like, you know, and are like, it's like talking to pod people. Now, of course, <laughs> there are lots of exceptions, people I'm friends with within the WT lineage and whether it's in Europe or Asia or here in the States, um, but they're few and far between. And in the greater Wing Chun world, I sometimes find I can have a more decent conversation with some of the Wing Chun people outside of my lineage than within my own lineage. It's like things are like a little too close. Um, And also I feel that when you talk to Wing Chun people from another lineage, Mm -hmm. because we have this long sordid history of shitty politics i have a feeling like people are on their best behavior when they're hanging out with people from other lineages because we have such a history of just just throwing heaping heaping bits of burning trash at each other through magazines or books (laughs) or online um that usually when we meet face to face everyone is like you know everyone's a little bit more cordial but within your own lineage people tend to kind of be salty about stuff that you know is yeah. should be long forgotten or whatever if it even matters to begin with Damn. so um yeah so like deciding you're gonna go on reddit which is a website i've been on twice in my entire life uh and just dis- have a discussion right like right. there's nothing to discuss with people who are allowed to be anonymous you know the f- the funny times i find myself on reddit is when i ask a question on google mm-hmm. it sends me to reddit yes that's the only time because <laughs> i don't have oh like God, the app it. or i don't yeah. it was a reddit website like mm-hmm. i don't even i don't even properly know what it yeah. is i just know sometimes i'll google something and the first thing will come up will be reddit and i'll be like oh maybe there's an answer and i'll click on it uh-huh. and this shit asked me to <laughs> download an app or to log on for read it i'm like no and then i just go to the yeah. next thing right yeah. the thing about reddit though is like like all steaming dumpster fires of like platforms it actually is good if you know how to use it and what it is you're looking for and where right. to look but when it comes to stuff like subreddits about whether it's bands or in this case like wing chun like uh-huh. martial arts right yeah, yeah. like what would be fantastically great questions from like people to have like normal discourse yes. very quickly descends into just idiocy a heaping pile of burning dog shit yeah just like some of the same oh yeah bro you know like your lineage so you know, yeah yo, like, let, let my hands talk for me bro I don't need a rank oh, bro yeah, sure. yeah, yo, yo come you come here and save that my seafood and you're just like yeah but you're posting anonymously with yeah like, I know with, like, a, with, like, a, with a with some ridiculous avatar under a fake name with the no real information Three seven five seven. exactly, exactly. You know, yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah I follow him on Instagram Yes. That's a person. I'm not right. even kidding. Yes. That's a handle. I, I'm not even kidding. The, that the is dude, a handle. I saw uh, there was a, a, a guy I follow on Instagram uh, named Viking Samurai. Viking Samurai. Yeah. And Viking, well, we, we were in Hong Kong and I saw that. <laughs> I was just looking at one of Viking Samurai's posts. Uh huh. And there was a comment by a guy, and Andrew, I mean, every time we say, <laughs> you're probably going to have to beep of that out. Yeah. So can I say it three more times? So no, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you will have to just put that person's handle underneath and maybe just black out part of it, but people can figure mm. out what it is. Um, Sorry, I, Andrew, I'll, I'll do all of the editing of this audio for you. Save the time, because I keep saying, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So anyway, I saw that. That a guy commented on Viking Samurai's, you know, some post, and his handle was. <laughs> now, the the kung, the kung Fu genius, okay. Just so I you can't. know, 
All right, first of all, the Kung Fu genius is a... uh, is a character I play because yeah. he, you know me like whenever I'm doing this podcast or whenever I'm being the Kung Fu genius, it's a slightly amped up version of me. You know how chill I am, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So this I mean, is, like I always feel like this, this is, is you the, on, the Kung- on, on the Vicodin Samurai. Exactly. Level. Is it Vicodin? I don't know. <laughs> He's not a Kung Fu genius. He just plays one on TV. I just play <laughs> right, one on right, TV. Right. I just play one on YouTube. Right. It's just an amped up version of me. It's a slightly uh-huh. more assholey version of me. Got right? it. Got uh, it. Right. <laughs> slightly, slightly more. Slightly more. Slightly, right? more. slightly more. Yeah. Just I love ten, being asshole. Ten percent more of an asshole. Like, right? Likewise, likewise. Uh, <laughs> that I normally am, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, so I always feel like you know, it's like when I refer to the kung fu genius, like yes. on Instagram, it's, it's a bit of an alter ego, right? Um, except for like you know the the uh, reels that I do for like teaching, like for on the uh, the subscription or whatever. In most parts, just it's kind of just an amped up version of me. But anyway, the kung fu genius on Instagram only follows a hundred and ninety nine people. Okay. And uh, that's just because, you know, uh, I don't have a lot of time to consume social media, which mm-hmm. sometimes people on YouTube get salty with me in the comments. Like, yo, yo, watch this video. Did you see this? Do you see that? And I'm like, or this, you're this Wing Chun guy, or this guy said this or whatever. It's like, yeah. I, I literally don't watch. So I, I, have, I don't watch much Wing Chun on YouTube, almost mm-hmm. none. Mm-hmm. If you pop into my YouTube, like if you go to my personal YouTube where I log in, and you look at the videos that are recommended to me by YouTube. Yeah. You will not find a one. No Wing Chun. Wing Chun video recommended oh, to me by wow. YouTube. Because I literally don't watch that stuff. Because all the stuff that I really think is interesting, which is really on the Chinese side of YouTube, mm-hmm. I've watched it all already. Got okay? it. And uh, most of the stuff that's on the Western side of YouTube, if there was anything interesting, I've, I've seen it already. And there's not a lot of, in my opinion, new stuff coming out about Wing Chun where I go, oh, I need to, I need to really see what this guy's take is. Because I, I don't really find that there's a lot of Wing Chun guys out there right now who are doing anything that I find really interesting. And because w- I, because I don't, 200? because I, because I think it's a cool, yet? no, it's a cooler number. Yeah. 200, it's like, eh, 199, it's like, oh, this guy it's really like, isn't, because, like, you know, I, like, I have, yeah. like, over 50K people following mm-hmm. me, and, oh, oh wait. KFG only follows 199, but the thing is, I swap out the 199 that I follow <laughs> all the time. And so I'm always like this. I'll stop following some dude, uh-huh. and, then I, and then I'm like, okay, I got another space. Yes. So that's the thing. If I get rid of one, I'll replace one, right? I, Sometimes I'll follow a celebrity, like then I'll that. find them boring, and then I'll go to the next like one, right? That. But anyway, on Viking Samurai, I saw someone, uh, someone named commented. And I said, I don't give a shit what he posts. I'm following. All right. So I I had to go through while we were on we were on the ferry going to Lama yes. Island in Hong Kong for yes. for seafood, right? And I'm going through my Instagram uh-huh. going, who can I unfollow, right? And it's oh, like wow. you know uh, I don't know so, some blue check celebrity that I don't really give a shit about or doesn't yeah. post anything interesting. All right? Yeah. Unfollow. All right. <laughs> He's got photos of him like in trench coats, if I recall, with yeah. swords and shit. Big frilly, frilly shirts. Like frilly shirts. Like, like Prince Seinfeld Prince shirts. episode, frilly yes. shirts. Yeah. And, he's, so, and he has really long hair. And he's got really and long hair. And a beard. He's slightly overweight. Like, he's awesome. He's, he's amazing. Like a, I love... All right. Okay. He's amazing. Can I say that for the record? The Kung Fu genius loves. <laughs> I, I right. gotta, I gotta unfollow someone okay, after this. Yes, you gotta, you gotta follow. Yeah, All right, make we gotta make Andrew. I gotta work make this mad room for the big dick pussy work. stretcher. Work, work Andrew. All right, so anyway, so he's one of the one ninety nine now. Yeah. But I digest. So oh, now man. let's get to this question. All yes. right. 
So uh, the problem is, like, you know. You need me to reread it? No, I don't need to reread it. <laughs> Although it's been so long, I feel the audience needs to have it reread because they're like, wait, what? Wait, it's, what was it's, it? It's under us. It's about though. ranking systems and Wing Chun us. schools it's and whether there. we use belts or whatever. It's been there. Oh, it's, 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 it's right, been right there. here, right? Okay. Yeah, it's been there. Yeah, although Andrew might be changing <laughs> it as I keep changing topics, right? The KFG on. <laughs> Question mark. That's going to be the name of this episode. BDPS. That's going to be the name of this episode. Kung Fu Genius Podcast, episode 145 or whatever it is. So anyway. So if you're not local to NYC, one of the easiest ways for you to improve your Wing Chun training is to train online with me. Online private training is tailored toward the individual and geared towards serious practitioners who want to improve their skills or knowledge base. I offer two private lesson subscriptions, twice a month and four times a month. Kung Fu Genius listeners use the code KFGONLINE to get one online consultation lesson free with the purchase of any subscription. That code and the links are in the description below. Online private training is a convenient way for you to ask any of the questions you've had about application, form, theory, or even how to teach. Bring a partner to train with you online at absolutely no extra cost. I'll show you how to train with your partner online. Again, use the code KFGONLINE to get a free consultation lesson with the purchase of any online subscription. Links are in the description below, and I'll see you online. So yeah, when it comes to ranking systems, okay, um, Chinese Kung Fu, they get really butthurt about this topic in a way where it's like, uh, okay, dear Mr. Anonymous person online, please show me on this uh, wooden dummy <laughs> where a ranking system touched you, all right? Okay, and, and, and please please show me, please show me, okay? And then you know what they're gonna do, okay? Just show do? me on the wooden dummy where, where did the evil ranking system touch you, right? Where did they go and point? they're gonna take out the bottom arm, Oh no! and they're gonna go around the back, and oh. that's where it touched them, oh, all right? No. So anyway, Ouch. Um, Kung Fu people don't need to be so butthurt about ranking systems because ranking systems didn't exist traditionally. Yo, yo, in the old days, man, it was only the guy who could really do it who was like the top guy, right? And it doesn't matter what level you have. You're going to walk around with your green belt with your punch (laughs) in the face, right? (laughs) Like, I don't care what level you have. Like, Kung Fu is all about your achievement through hard work and like, you know... And the problem is that this is, this is people trying to have shit both ways, all right? Mm. Um, can we all agree that uh, martial arts systems throughout the world right now, a fair number of them that are considered legit and, you know, accepted by the mainstream have ranking systems? I think we can agree on that. Uh, can we look, for example, at Brazilian jiu-jitsu having mm-hmm. a ranking system? Mm-hmm. Can we look at uh, really hardcore strains of karate like Kyogushin? Mm-hmm. Karate having a ranking system? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, even some Thai boxing schools, although it's obviously not a traditional part of Thai boxing. Right. But there's some commercial... earn shorts. Yeah, there's some commercial Thai yeah. boxing schools uh, that are very successful competitively. Mm-hmm. And within the four walls of their school, they use a ranking system for your experience or what you learned or how many fights you have or whatever. So the idea that the mere implementation of a ranking system mm. uh, axiomatically means that you have now watered down your system and now it's meaningless. Uh, can we agree, because of the previous examples, BJJ, Kyokushin, certain Muay Thai schools, Styles like judo, sambo, all right? Uh, They use them. Can we agree that maybe a ranking system 
just by itself does not automatically mean that you have watered down your system. I mean, is it easy to get a black belt in Kyokushin? Is it easy to get a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I no. couldn't tell you. All right. If you're going to get whatever top rank in, let's say, a Muay Thai gym that, that has that kind of rank, can we say probably would require you to work a little hard to maybe get that thing? Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. So we have to get out of this idea that your ranking system means that everything's watered down. Because Damn. if you look at the sorry state of Chinese martial arts around the world right now, I wouldn't say... It was, you know, with, with the exception of obviously some Wing Chun schools that have done well, some strains of Tai Chi that are very popular, or some other martial arts here and there, some Charlie Fat schools, some Hong Kong schools. But why would we then look at what Chinese Kung Fu has done to promote itself, especially in recent years, i.e. not having a ranking system, and then look at the sorry state that Chinese martial arts is in around the world and go... Damn. Yeah, well, obviously, that see, it, it's so successful not having a ranking system. Just look at the sorry <laughs> state of Chinese Kung Fu right now. Yeah, let's talk about how BJJ's watered down because they have belts. Ooh, and Kung Fu yeah. is keeping it real because they don't, all right? Can we, already, no. can we already, like, see the problem Damn. here, all right? That, uh, you know, but of course it's always, yeah, 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 but you're talking about the commercial kung fu schools. Like, I'm talking about, no, like, no. my Sifu, he doesn't teach commercially. No. He teaches out of his basement. He's the real deal. And, bro, he doesn't use ranking systems, That's bro. Right. That's okay. right. He gives us a cup of coffee higher than the last. That's right, yeah. We yeah. can drink a little more coffee yeah. every time we, we punch That's how harder, we know. bro, all right? That's how we and know. in our school, we let our hands talk, bro, <laughs> all right? Your school's got three people, and when your Sifu retires... <laughs> No one's going to take over, and your style's going to die. But keep it real. You know what I mean? We have to do oh, a sort no. of series like uh, from Chappelle's show. Yeah. When keep it a real uh, goes oh, wrong. It goes wrong. All right, yeah. okay? And oh, uh, look at the sorry-ass state of most Wing Chun and Kung Fu around the world, and you could put that in when keeping it real goes wrong. Okay? All right? Now, I'm not saying that the solution to Wing Chun's ill... I'll just talk about my own shit for now, right? <laughs> Because uh, Charlie Fudd people will be like, yo, Kung Fu G, why are you talking about Charlie Fudd, all right? <laughs> oh, I can tell you about Charlie Fudd right now. Okay, let's talk about Wing Chun, all right? Uh, let's take a look at the sorry state of Wing Chun right yeah. now, all right? And they're keeping it real, talking with their hands. Way real. Way real, all right? So real. And look at where it's at. see it. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying, oh, I'm from the Leung Ting system and they have a ranking. I'm not saying the Leung Ting system doesn't have its own problems, Okay. But I'm just, I'm, I'm talking about the community as a whole, all right? Uh, yeah, this is what happens when you don't standardize. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when there are no standards of qualifications for people who teach, okay? Uh, mm. You get this. You get people who taught themselves forms off of YouTube thinking that they're oh. colleagues with people who've been doing this shit for 40 years. Because, well... That dude who's been doing it for 40 years doesn't have a ranking system. And he's walking around in, in a beach shorts and a T-shirt. And so am I. So my take on Wing Chun must be on par with that guy's. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have multiple issues going on with this non-acceptance and this almost repulsion to a ranking system, with, which let's be clear on what this is. Let's take... The, the thing that, that gets most Kung Fu people butthurt about ranking systems, which is 
let's just say a colored belt. Let's take the idea that uh, it's, it's okay, some schools maybe wear different shirts or have a different uniform. Let's just make it about belts for now, okay? Because okay. some Wing Chun people do have belts or sashes or whatever, right? Yeah. But let's just make it a belt thing, all belt right? Thing. Not a uniform thing like we have in the WT system. No, we belt it, it out. Let's make it a belt thing, all right? Why are Kung, why are people, Kung Fu people really getting butthurt about this? Because of an association with karate, something that they feel is beneath Wing Chun. Interesting. Okay? So on, on the whole, they're not looking at a ranking system on its merits, they're looking at it, there, there's some personal shit there, okay? <laughs> and there's a value judgment about karate or these Japanese or Okinawan styles with these belts uh -huh. being beneath the ultra-sophisticated Wing Chun. And if you start wearing belts, you're kind of like jack. just a karate guy, right? Oh, wow. Uh, so there's a little bit of that. And then, of course, not cool. the reflexive thing is, well, a belt system is not traditionally part of Kung Fu a la Chinese culture, right? Chinese Sifus back in the day didn't award belts or sashes or whatever. Ergo, we should still not do that now. To which I come back to my previous argument, look at the <laughs> sorry state of Chinese martial arts right now. You're gonna say, because in the past, they didn't have a ranking system, which by the way, if you look at most Okinawan or Japanese systems originally, mm -hmm. in the, their original, they also didn't have it. Uh, coming up with a ranking system is something that developed over time and continues to develop over time in those systems. You know, what does it mean to be a black belt in karate? What does it mean to be a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu? These are conversations that are still being had now because it's about standards, Damn. okay? And when, we take away the repulsion to belts because it reminds people of karate, which Wing Chun people think is beneath them. Uh, or if they say it's Japanese or it's Okinawan, it's not Chinese. Let's take away those surface level repulsions to ranking systems. Okay. And let's talk about what's really at stake here. What is really at stake? What is a ranking system but a standard? A standardization of if you are wearing this belt, that means you got to be this good and know this much. Okay. Okay. And what do freaking Wing Chun people avoid like the plague? Standards. Mm. They avoid standards. Why go through and learn the Siu Tao properly with the form with, from a proper qualified Sifu when you can teach it to yourself on YouTube. Why actually learn step-by-step step how to do single-arm cheese out, how to throw a punch, how to step, how to defend things coming at you when you could just go and cobble a bunch of drills together from YouTube University yeah. and throw it into your current martial arts practice uh, or do it a couple times and say that uh, you now teach Wing Chun. Uh, uh, why have to go through all of the steps to earn learning the second form and what you what you learn there in terms of why do you have to earn the right to learn the second? Because you need to have learned the first form to a certain standard. It's not about secret shit. It's not about holding stuff back. It's about if you're learning the chumkyu form, you have to at least not suck this much at the first thing you learn. <laughs> and what do Wing Chun people want to get away with? They want to get away with someone saying, your first form sucks, your stance sucks, your basic footwork sucks, you can't stop a punch, you're not ready for chum cue. People don't wanna to be told that. 
All right? Damn. So, yeah, but there's no ranking in Kung Fu and Chinese martial arts or Wing Chun. I can go around, teach myself a bunch of stuff, and then if I can pantomime a chum cue form and put, throw up a video of me doing it and anyone criticizes my shitty chum cue, <laughs> I could say, this is a different variation. This is different from what you learned. There are no standards. If I do a drill and my drill looks wonky because I taught it to myself from YouTube University and I get criticized, yeah, well, bro, this is how we do, this is our take on the drill and you're looking at it from like your side and like maybe you don't understand what's going on here. It's to avoid someone saying what you're doing is not correct. That that looks like trash. Especially, Especially someone... Because outside lineages will always attack you. I'm saying within your own lineage, which then brings the other sub problem. They're not from a lineage because they taught themselves. No, they're from the YouTube university. They're from lineage. YouTube university, right? They're Sifu YouTube. Yeah. yeah. All right. Alma mater. Yes. Uh huh. So the problem is when you really look down wow. at all this ridiculous butt hurt about about a ranking system. The superficial shit is. Not to be like karate, which they think is beneath them. That stuff's Japanese and Okinawan no, anyway. Man. But it's no. that they don't like to be I told this. Look, there are... Tongue, look, I've had it... Look, I've been teaching for over 20 years. Okay? Once or twice, someone has left my school, perhaps prematurely, or they've left the school from my partner, uh, uh, like one of my partner school students, at a very low level of Wing Chun... And they disappear into the ether for six months and come back with a seafood title all on their own. All right? Because it was too difficult to get it in the real school. Oh, damn. But they can go away for a little bit, let people forget about them, and then they can rise like the phoenix on fire, (laughs) and they're now a seafood. Just happened recently. Uh, Someone, you know, someone who might forgotten existed. Oh, All right. Wow. And again, I'm not trying to use this podcast as a platform to bully anyone, which is why oh, I'm not going to say his name. God. But someone who who had left one of my student schools years ago and was a nobody when he left my student school is now cl- claiming to be a Sifu with his own school and is asking and his own students are asking to like come and come to our seminars. And now I found out it's like, well, I mean, we, we generally have open seminars. Well, I don't really have open seminars in my school because of, it's a capacity thing. Between my own students, if I do a summer ITC, I, I, I have to... I, Your I students leave. come first. Yeah, my students come first. And I have five slots in my ITC, yeah. which I open for people who are not part of our association. So I do open my like intensive training camp to people who are not part of City Wing Chun. But I can only put five slots on there because my priority is teaching my own dudes. Yeah. Right? And those five slots from the outside Wing Chun schools, they fill up right away. And the rest of it is all people within our association because they come first. They're our guys, right? Um, And so one of our partner schools is also doing such a thing. They have like a seminar where they have, you know, X number of people from outside can come in. And one of the people is like, I'm from Sivu so-and-so. And then they sent it to me like, who is this guy? And I looked and I'm like, uh, I think that's a dude who like got kicked out of one of like our partner schools years ago. And that guy was like a, like a lowly chumkyu level student or something oh, like that. And now snap. he's a Sifu. Oh, snap. All right. Pop. So again, like 
hide in the hide in the outskirts. I know who of, this person is. No, you don't. You don't know who this person is because this person was not. Wow. No, because the person wasn't even a blip on the radar when they were around. Wow. All right, they were like a dude in the background. As the Chinese say, Kalefe. Kalefe. An extra. A movie, a, 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 no, a TV extra. A TVB wow. extra. Oh, all right? No. And now, uh, because, you know, if you have to go through things step by step, uh, I was having this conversation with Barry. You know, he's talking about when, you know, he's training with me back in the day. And he was like, wow, I didn't even get to teach until like, you know, I had been through all of this training, been through all these fight classes. You mm -hmm. know, it was like old school city Wing Chun had done yeah. all this stuff. Uh, and, and oh, you know, and like he had to work his way up to even start teaching I beginners. I can't tell you how many times I had my ass handed to me. Yeah. Like just to get a, a, building a black your, shirt. Yeah, just building yourself yeah. up, right? But the problem is nowadays people don't want to be told like, no, you're not ready. Mm -mm. All right, because like, well, inside I feel like I'm ready. Okay, but it's not about what you feel. All right, <laughs> it's about whether you can fight these dudes coming at you for three feels. minutes nonstop. Right, yeah, yeah. and so, so the problem is that you know sometimes when people don't, they don't like a high standard of quality. All mm -hmm. right, uh, they will peace out, go to YouTube University, take a couple private lessons from some guy who claims to be something or whatever. And then you add a little sprinkle fairy dust and lo and behold, you're a Sivu, right? Okay. Now, mind you, when I say this, okay, because so far I've been very much in defense of ranking systems in as far as they represent a standard of quality. Okay. Okay. Of course, there's another side to that equation as well. This is where, where we, we, we all know that they're the McDojos. Fifty Shades of Grey come in. Yeah. Well, we all, no, no, I'm still, no, uh, still on the black and white still on black and white. Okay. Uh, because the counter argument when I say about uh, ranking systems allowing there to be some standard of quality, and I'm using ranking systems in the vaguest sense, all right? Mm. Uh, you know, getting a certificate that says you have completed this, even if you don't have a different uniform, could be considered a type of rank, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've completed the chum Q level in my school. I've completed the Buji level in my school. Okay, you're not wearing a uniform or a special sash or something, but even that could be some kind of ranking system, okay? I'm talking about the guys who just want to go wild west and don't want anyone telling them that they're wrong and uh, want to be able to go to YouTube University and teach themselves all this shit. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about when those guys criticize ranking systems, you know, we have the, you know, uh, oh, it's too, too karate-like, it's, it's, uh, it's not even Chinese, bro, right? And then usually their other line of, when, when I tell them like, well, ranking systems can represent a high level of quality if they represent standards. And maybe the thing you don't like is standards, right? And also the ranking system doesn't have to be a belt. It could be a cert, it could be a uniform, it could be a shirt, it could be mm -hmm. something, right? Um, and what they usually then push back on when they realize like the quality thing doesn't work in their favor is then they start to point, because people always point to the worst of someone else's arguments and prop up the best of theirs. So let me now say what's on the negative side of ranking systems, which we all know. McDojos. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and oh, McDojos, damn. I don't just mean karate schools. I mean, even like Wing Chun schools and that gift ranks and stuff like that. And this shit happens in Hong Kong. All right. There's a very famous Sifu in Hong Kong. Well, not very famous, but well known. Uh, who, you know, you go to him as a brand new beginner and in six months he'll give you a Sifu title until you can open a school. Okay. And that is an egregious abuse of certificates and rank all right yeah come to me and then we all spare uh, sprinkle pigs Think, can you imagine imagine even if you trained every single day for six to eight hours 
in six months, I could probably teach someone in six months if they train like an absolute maniac, how to defend themselves, how to defend punches, give them a good base, mm -hmm. how to do some things to get them started. But would that person have enough experience in six months to be a Sifu? Damn. And also, how would you then feel good about yourself going, now I'm going to open a school. These students are presumably going to learn from me, let's say, for a few years. And I'm going to drag out in a few years what I got in six months. <laughs> this is also a counter argument that people think that they can teach themselves. Bro, no. you taught yourself from a video just like Yip Man never yeah. did. All right? Yeah, right, right. And now you think you're on equal footing with people who actually learn from a proper qualified Sifu and put in oh, the sweat equity and suffer the busted lips and busted noses and, and strains and all this kind of stuff at the hands of someone who's saying you still don't have it, right? Until the one day they got it well enough to start helping other people. But you found the shortcut by going to YouTube or by finding some dude who'll give you a quick and easy, cheap certificate uh, signed in crayon. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. All right. Damn, bro. And then go, yeah, Damn. yeah, but what about all the McDojos where you just pay for your rank? Mm -mm. Yeah, okay, but... But that's an abuse of the ranking system. That is not the vision of the ranking system I'm holding up. Mm. All right. I'm not talking about, oh, they show up and then you just give them a, 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 an instructor certificate for, for having a pulse or as a participation trophy. Okay. All right. No. I'm talking about like certain ranks, especially higher level ranks or technician ranks this in WT happens. or instructor ranks. Those need to be earned. And you can't say, yeah, but the McDojo on the school giving uh, eight-year-old kids a black belt shows you why ranking systems are bullshit. And then I'm mm. going to be like, uh, yeah, then I'm going to show you Gary Tonin as a black belt at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's also a black belt. Is it a, not a false equivalency to say that the school that shamelessly awards black belts to eight-year-olds is on the same level as, say, Gary Tonin, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Tom DeBlas? Yeah. Are we... Is this really an apples and apples comparison? Damn. Okay. Or someone who earned their black belt in Kyokushin Kai Karate from a proper traditional Kyokushin school under the, you know, the, 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 the standards set forth by Masoyama? Is that on the same par as the, the, the you know, uh, uh, buckle sticks karate giving a, <laughs> a, you know, giving little Johnny a black belt after three years? Okay. The, it's a false equivalency, all right? This is not this is not the argument. This is not the knockdown argument they think it is, mm -hmm. right? Or the you know the kung fu school that does award colored sashes, and every time you learn to form, you get another colored sash. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a ranking system that 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 stands for a level of quality within the style. Whether that just means that you get a certificate, like you finish the Sunum Tao curriculum, let's say. Not talk about WT. And you get a Sunum Tao certificate that says you've learned it to a degree of competency. <laughs> and then maybe you get a Chumkyu one and then a Buji one and then a dummy one or whatever. So someone has taught you something, looked at what you've done over time and said, yeah, it's not bad. It's good enough to help someone else. Here's a cert. That is a ranking system. Okay. It's not just the belts. It's not just the uniforms. It's not just the shirts. In WT, we arguably give a little bit of both. You get a cert and a uniform upgrade, right? right? Okay. So the idea of using little Johnny getting a black belt at age seven while he's still wiping snot with his karate <laughs> gi sleeve, okay? And then somehow saying that that's the knockdown argument why ranking systems are bullshit is also a very spurious argument, okay? Damn, damn, damn. So... If we're going to talk about ranking systems in Wing Chun, then we need to talk about it in 
in a more bulletproof form. Okay. okay. In a, okay, if we have high standards, then let your ranking system stand for high standards. Why don't we look more at the Brazilian jiu-jitsu model of earning belts instead of the kitty karate? What is their model? Well, um, even that is a subject for debate. Okay. You know, within different Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools, they have different standards. But in general, and there are exceptions, if you trained your ass off, it would take you 10 years to get a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu if you trained your ass off. Now, there's some schools might take you 15 years. Mm-hmm. And there's some people might have taken them 20 years, but that's just because it took them 20 years to get it, right? But whereas you could get a black belt in most karate styles in three to five years, depending on the style. And I'm not saying that you would be unqualified after if you trained your... Because a black belt in certain karate styles, in karate, many black belts just mean you've learned or mastered the basics. In Brazilian jiu-jitsu, if you get a black belt, you, you're a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. All right? So, so I mean, you, you might almost say that, like, a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu might be com- comparable to a, a fifth Dan rank or Shodan or Choda, whatever they call it. Okay. A fifth degree black belt in Kyokushin. Okay. Which would be considered, for all intents and purposes, a master, whereas they're maybe not considered a master for the first couple Dan ranks. And that's, by the way, very similar to our Wing Chun ranking system. Yeah. You're not a master when you're a technician. No. All right? No, you It's just, not until you're a much higher level technician. kind of good at the basics. Yeah, it just means you learn the basics. Yeah. We use a more karate model in that a technician level in WT where you get the stripes on your pants, you have the black uniform, whatever. That just means you learn the first two forms and you've learned the basics. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're the baddest motherfucker to ever do WT. No. That just means you learn the first you two forms and its contents. All right. And maybe you could do it somewhat OK. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you upgrade within the style, you're going to be doing it better and better and better. It's not like you are finished with it and you don't come back to it. Right. It's just a standard for a certain degree of competency. Right. In WT, you're not considered a master. And I really hate that term, but you're not considered a master until you're like a fourth or a fifth level, mm-hmm. which is very comparable to the karate style of ranking. Right where you're considered a master kind of at that fifth Dan level or whatever, right? But in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they might not call you a master because you're a black belt, but I think in terms of the skills, Mm -hmm. it would be much more comparable to someone who's kind of a master in karate in terms of like their understanding of it because it's very difficult to get a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And there's a lot of cool. debate in them. By the way, when I say that, that's not an uncontroversial statement. I mean, there are Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools now that are giving away black belts quicker. And by the way, there are people like BJ Penn who got that. I think he got his black belt in like three years. Okay. But he was he was like a phenom. And he got his black belt in three years in the old school days when it took you like 15 years to get a black oh, belt. So that yes. just shows you how good BJ Penn was, yes. right? Uh, I'm not talking about like someone who you know went to a McDojo that now teaches Brazilian jiu-jitsu and has a black belt. That's okay. a little bit different, right? Uh, they do have... You know, if you see someone walking around with a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you <laughs> know, it on. Y- yeah, well, yeah, with it on on the streets, clothes, uh, you could probably put some money on Vegas that, this, pants. that, you know, if you try to grab this person or whatever and you're not, yeah. don't know anything about jiu-jitsu, you might be in trouble, right? Damn. So, so that's why um, there's also false equivalencies and Brazilian jiu-jitsu people make this all the time between a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and a black belt in karate, right? They, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. You can also get a black belt in judo much more quickly than you can in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's just Brazilian jiu-jitsu has decided, uh, you know, 
whether it was whichever Gracie had implemented it that way, that uh, black belt really means is really a high bar. Okay, and that means when you have multiple degree black belts within Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that means that you've put in a lot of time since becoming a black belt, which in and of itself is a very high bar. Mm -hmm. So I would say while we don't necessarily have to adapt the belt system within Wing Chun, I would say having something closer to the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu model ranking system wise might actually be the thing that Wing Chun kind of needs in general to get it out of this hole of people who taught themselves from YouTube being on the same level as... How the, do they get a black belt? YouTube University dudes. Uh, I think you just send you just, a, a self-addressed stamped envelope <laughs> to Ashita Kim. Okay. You know yes. our boy Ashita Kim, that fake ninja, right? I love Ashita Kim. Well, he got do in trouble know? a little bit on some of those, I don't know, maybe those subreddit pages. Yeah. Uh, because Ashita Kim back in the day, so, you know, he's a kind of a phony ninja, right? He's some yeah. freaking white dude from that. Florida. I never knew He's that. a white dude from Florida with the name Ashita Kim, <laughs> not realizing it's half Japanese, half Korean. Uh, like, I mean, like he's, Ashita he's Kim, you know, it, was, it was the 80s. Like, you can get away with a lot of, well, you know, that's his, that's that kind his, of shit back in the day, yeah, right? We've got yeah. to remember to read his book, The Amorous Adventures. We do. Of. And, you know, I, I, um, I've just been going... Uh, through my old books yeah i have a new bookshelf so of i've been course. like re um oh, organizing yes. my books and i came across actually the amorous adventures of ashita kim is on my floor right now oh ready and, and everyone who's kind of visited my partner is like what the hell is that because yeah. the cover is quite racy oh we need to go in and it. do a reading of it for an episode oh yeah yes. bring it in and i'll do an i'll do a chapter every episode yeah and, but you got to do it in really like rp oh don't oh don't worry i'm gonna yeah really you gotta read it like you're reading like you know background. fine shakespeare oh, and you could be in the background say he's a shakespeare he's a- Straight out of, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yes. All right? So yes. so anyway, yeah, we'll definitely do that, right? Um, but anyway, like, Ashita Kim <laughs> had this thing where um, if you sent him, like, uh, I don't know, 50 bucks or something like that to his P.O. box in, All right. you know, butt crack Florida, uh, you know, swamp ass Florida, uh, <laughs> you, you send your 50 bucks and a, a self-addressed swamp stamped envelope. Florida. Uh, he'll send you a black belt and a certificate in whatever style you send it in. And some some MMA dudes, uh, uh, I think on like the Bullshido site or something, like yeah. way back in the day, they clowned them and then they sent certificates like, or they sent like a request to have a black belt in MMA, which in and of itself, it's a sport. It's not a style where you have, oh, uh, wow. you don't get a black belt. You could have a black get belt using jiu-jitsu or some kickboxing schools might have a black belt, right? And they got a black belt back. And then, and then these guys just yeah. went there just to see if this fraud <laughs> would send them a certificate saying that they were black belts in MMA. And lo and behold. That's what they got. That's what they got. They earned it. They earned it from Ashita Kim and 50 bucks. Hey, everyone. Just want to let you know, Wing Chun Illustrated is now offering a paperback edition through Amazon, reaching a larger global market. And no, they're not ditching the glossy magazine edition through MagCloud. You can now simply choose the version of this magazine you prefer and the one with the cheapest shipping wherever you live. Order your copy of Wing Chun Illustrated today across 12 Amazon marketplaces with free shipping for Prime members. Go and check that out. So the other thing that I think hasn't really been touched on that I've been kind of listening to everything that you were saying is that like when it comes to the ranking system first of all all the other stuff just smacks of like scene scenester nonsense yes like elitism yes you know that sounds like all of my old club friends with their like small 
underground like nightclubs where they don't want anyone to come and bitch they never come right, right? oh right, right but it's like the, the thing hours. about the ranking system is that like it doesn't also takes into account that people want to know that they're progressing exactly exactly right. yeah I'm gonna get to all that like right now I uh, the main thrust of this episode uh, is I wanted to discuss I wanted to take the down black and what, the, white. W- the black and white thing and like the the kind of the people the things that kung fu and wing chun people think are the knockdown arguments against ranking systems. And then I'm going to discuss why it's actually a good thing because that was also embedded into Topher's question. Yeah, it's yes. just that whenever we, whenever it's come out, when you talk about going back to Reddit, it's like these things aren't discussions, or they start no, off as not. a discussion for yeah. the first like ten comments, and then yeah. it's like it devolves it's not, into a bucket of hot flaming dog shit. Yeah, that's, it's, it's it's not a discussion, so it's yes. like it doesn't really count, does it? No, it doesn't it, count. I mean, in general, <laughs> it's uh, bad. yeah. I mean, it's the same thing like with the YouTube comments, like which you know most of the people who comment here on YouTube are they're pretty cool or whatever. But every once in a while, we get like really like weird people who want to fight with other people in the comments, which is sometimes okay. It helps the algorithm. Yeah. But uh, recently I had to actually block someone who was a longtime commenter on our podcast. Oh, because he's that? just straight up. I'm not going to say. Come I'll, t- on. I'll, t- I'll tell you after the podcast. All right, all right. Because he was just get straight up getting abusive with other people there. Like, you know, oh, your wig chun sucks or whatever. And no profile photo. Yeah. Fake name. Go to the profile, absolutely no information, no videos of himself, no photos of himself. But says all this stuff, and then I pushed back on him. Mm. And I said, like, uh, you're, you're kind of being, you know, an abusive prick here. Mm. You know, going after someone on my YouTube channel that I like. Mm. And then he commented back that um, I, I'm sometimes snarky in the comments, and I'm like, have you ever watched our podcast? Mm. If I throw shit at you, and I throw shit at you, even though I'm also your martial arts teacher, but when we're doing the podcast, we're all just bros, but after I beat the shit out of you for the things you tell me on the podcast, or the shit you talk to me, right? But the thing is, that's part of like, that's part of being in the club, is Uh you throw shit at each other, right? And this guy was like, well, you've been snarky to me, and you know, you're, you're giving me anxiety. And I'm going, wait a minute. I called him out on his bullying of someone else, Mm-mm. and he pulled the victim card. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. An anonymous dude with no profile photo, no real name, nothing on his profile to tell you anything, was telling people, he told the same guy, not only was his Wing Chun poor, because he had seen some videos of this guy, and his Wing Chun is not poor, um, but he had also said, oh, you really always have something to say on here, don't you? And he comments literally all the time, and someone else comments a lot, and he takes issue with the other guy commenting, calls his Wing Chun shit, bullies this guy. I call him out on it and pulls the victim card that I give him anxiety because a couple times on YouTube I told him, bro, you shouldn't take this stuff too seriously. You should spend some time off of YouTube, and the comment world is not the real world. This is not how people actually talk to each other face-to-face. And because of that, he pulled the victim card, and I just... I freaking blocked him. I don't need this bullshit. I think I know what you're talking about. So, I don't so, need. I don't so, need this bullshit on I my think channel. I know exactly. You know what, what I mean? Needed this safe space. You yeah, exactly. I mean? And it's like it's a safe space for you to talk shit to other people. And when you get called for talking shit, you play the victim card when you have like literally done nothing but talk shit about other people. The reason why I occasionally block people is because I don't need conversations devolving into that. Yeah. Although it's, it, it is kind of bad for the algorithm because when people talk all that shit, that helps it up. But the other thing is, 
sometimes my daughters come on this YouTube channel and they take a look. And I don't want them reading your Aye. mess, reading the fact that you're so fucking insecure. You need to tell other people that their ringtone is bad while doing nothing by being a do nothing bitch yourself. Well, you know, Out of here. I think people mis misunderstand the difference between being snarky and being a prick. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you get snarky with people and it's a bit of fun and it's all like that. And then someone comes in and just starts straight out bullying. Yeah, it's not mm -mm. being snarky. No, that's not being snarky, mm -mm. right? It's being a prick. Yeah, or putting a comment, talking shit about someone's technique online and then saying, oh, no, 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 I was just joking around. When you call, get called out for being a bully... No, that's not what it was. We see what that was. Damn. You know what you I mean? bend your leg more, you know what it's, I mean? Yeah, just, that's walking it back. You know what <sighs> I mean? And that's the reason why Ouch. I'm like, most of the people who comment on our YouTube, they're like into it. Because these are long-form podcasts. This isn't short-form, you know, uh, uh, clickbait bullshit, which would get me a yeah. lot more money. This uh. is like, you got to sit and invest some time to listen to right. this. So usually the people who comment are people who invested some time, right? So it's usually a little bit more constructive, even if people don't agree with me. I'm okay with people not agreeing with me. Someone disagreed with me on me saying that the first Yip Man movie was good. I was like, hey man, all your points in here are fine. Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't have a problem with disagreement. It's just when you, when you decide to get all bitchy about it mm -hmm. and you get abusive and you're hiding yourself. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, yeah, well your name is not Kung Fu Genius either. Yeah, but... You can go to the profile and it says Alex Richter. <laughs> My name is in the description of every uh -huh. video. Okay. Big picture of you on the front of every video and uh -huh. on your profile. Exactly. Very easy to find out who I am on all my handles on everything. And the theme song literally has my name in it. Okay? So it's like this it's all this it's just like the it's all these false equivalencies when people get 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 caught bullying. Mm, then mm, they always f try to find something, especially the anonymous thing. If you're going to bully or attempt to bully people on my channel, have the balls to do it under I mean, your name. You remember what happened to that, that other bully? Which one? The one that I slapped. You're talking about Dryson? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was his name. Oh, I love that. That was his name. That was, that his, was name. his name. Yeah, that one that I slapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that video. Yeah, but Dryson had a good, good sense of humor about it. We still let... Ton well, actually, no, you still let lots of his questions in. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's, by the way, let's be honest. That's the real reason I stopped doing AMAs from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> because one thing I know about Dryson... That motherfucker broke his shit and doesn't support us on Patreon. Not even for five bucks. All right? He, he so that means, that, we, that means we never have to answer a Dryson right. question again. Uh, you just, you just jinxed it. You totally he just might, jinxed it. He might become a patron. Ain't happening. He might become a patron because of that. I'll kill that shit moving forward. <laughs> there were some people that left us because of Dryson. I'll just let you know. Oh, God damn. All right? Yeah. You lost this view. Sorry. Dryson lost Dryson. his view. Dryson. All right? So anyway. Okay. So having like talked about what... Kung Fu and Wing Chun people think are the knockdown arguments against ranking systems. Right. Let me talk about what some of the reasons why you might have one. And like I said, there's a lot of things that would fall under the rubric of ranking system. It could just be a certificate. Could be a uniform. Could be a sash. Could be a belt. Could be a shirt. Mm -hmm. All right. What that, so I mean that in a very vague, like a ranking system could take many different forms. All right. Um, it could just be in the, in, okay, maybe you don't have certificates for all the different forms in Wing Chun or or the levels of competency, but maybe 
You have an instructor certificate when you feel someone is qualified enough to be an instructor. So one day you go in front of your small class and you say, hey everyone, so-and-so is now qualified to be an instructor, here's a certificate, or you, you make a big deal out of it because it's not something that happens often mm -hmm. because you're from one of those we only talk with our hands schools, right? Yeah. And so getting that instructor certificate is some you know big dick energy in your oh, school, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And you make a big deal, you present that certificate, and now that person is also qualified to teach in your school. Okay, that is also a form of ranking system. We're not just talking about belts, bro, <laughs> sashes. I'm not going to wear a sash. Headbands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we went through that weird phase yeah. of City Wing Chun where it was a colored headbands where the ranking system that <laughs> only lasted for a few months. A lot of sort of Motley Crue was being played in the background. Oh, yes, I love yes, that. yes. I love that. But, um, but like Mikey Dean said, uh, when he otherwise so unceremoniously interrupted me. Uh, and he, it's just kidding, just kidding. All right? How Trey, Trey. dare you? He's not kidding. All right. Not. So anyway, uh, but he makes a, very good, makes a very good point. One of the great things, especially when you attempt to teach, uh, I'm going to say commercially, and that, that is also another word that people get butthurt about, because it's like, you're real kung fu, the teacher shouldn't earn any money, should be broke as shit and have a normal nine-to-five job that he hates. Wow. Um, there's also like that whole weird thing, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you're qualified. You're the guy who learned all that stuff, but you somehow shouldn't earn a living doing it because then you're selling it out, yeah, right? You're a sellout. It's bullshit. It's absolute <laughs> bullshit, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm selling out doing this podcast yeah. for, for pocket change, all right, for coffee money, sell right? Sell out seminars. You're yeah. selling out. That's right. So anyway. Sold out. Oh. But what Mikey said is students who do this, especially with a system like Wing Chun, which it's like, we don't have a lot of forms like the other styles and the curriculum is about incremental improvements as opposed to like wholesale or now you're gonna learn this thing and now suddenly you know a bunch of stuff, right? It's like about these little incremental improvements. It's kind of nice to along the way to have some kind of marker for the fact that you're making progress, all right? And the highly motivated people who don't require that would still thrive under a ranking system anyway. Because there are people like, I don't need a certificate or belt to tell me whether I'm getting better, just my Sifu, you know, gives me a wink and says like, yeah, you do good, like that's enough for me, yeah. But you could still have a ranking system and still be that guy, mm, okay? Right. But now you also have a certificate or a shirt or something that says, yeah, not only, you know, you are the guy who doesn't care about ranks, I think anyone who's in a school ultimately should not, even if your school has a ranking system, it, sh it should never be about the ranks. It should be about the knowledge, it should be about the skill, and most importantly, it should be about the journey. Yeah. And it should be about the enjoyment and being here now. The ranking system just says, hey, you put in some time, you, you learn something, you're at a certain degree of competency, here's a reward for the time you put in. That's not the reason why you do it, but it's recognition. And this doesn't mean now that you're the baddest motherfucker to ever learn the chump cue form because you have a certificate that says you learn the chump cue form. Oh, man. It just means now you're ready to learn something new. Okay. And this doesn't mean that you can stop GSP's takedown. It just means that yeah. you learn the chump cue to a degree that, that doesn't give me cataracts. All right? The way that the, the wires give Mikey Dean cataracts. All right? Right, right. Yeah. All right? That's why he's got to go back to his country to get health care because all yeah. the cataracts he gets from the oh, things he sees, Right? Oh, so, man. you know, it, it's a sign of, hey, you're making some progress. Congrats. You're now on to this thing, right? It also sets the benchmark. All right. I want to learn this. I want to learn the dummy. But before I learn the dummy, I got to learn Chumkyu. I got to learn Buji. So you learn the Chumkyu, learn these things. You get something. Hey, yeah. now I'm part of the way there. Allows you to set goals. Yes. Yeah. And the opposite of that, you know, 
the McDojo ranking system is not what we're talking about here. No, we're talking about having a robust ranking system built on standards, whether the standard is just an instructor certificate or anything else. But if you have a high standard, the ranking system is the only meaning it has is the meaning that the instructor gives to it based on the standards they attribute to it. So, uh, so the ranking system is assigned for, you know, quality and achievement and normal people, you know, not the people who are self-motivated, which, mm -hmm. uh, statistically I don't think is the highest number of people. Um, they need these things. These are benchmarks and these make people feel good. And especially if you, uh, uh, attribute a high level of quality to it or a high bar, then it actually really means something. And then when they accomplish it, yeah. Uh, it really means something. Makes By the way, I've, I've had students leave because they, you know, couldn't quite make that bar mm -hmm. or they thought that, you know, they were going to get this rank in a certain amount of time. And I felt that they needed to put in a little bit more time and maybe they didn't agree with me and then they left. So, I mean, occasionally if you have a high bar of a ranking system, you might occasionally lose some people. Okay. But that's, first of all, like very, very rare because your school is a community. People get along. People get the vibe after a while. It's I mean, I'm saying like it's happened three times in 22 years. Right. Okay. But um, I, I don't lose sleep at night because three students in 20 something years left me because they thought they they thought they were qualified for a rank that they weren't because the rank has to mean something within the school, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's meaningless, right? If the ranking system has a high bar, then it actually means something and people can feel proud when they get it, right? So, and there's just the general motivation, right? Um, our ranking system, we have like 12 student levels before you become a technician and that maybe seems like a lot. Um, but if you actually count, for example, the various belt system, like say you only have six belts in your style, mm -hmm. but they usually have the stripes in between, in between before you get the next one. So if you start counting those things, you start getting, you start getting past 12 very yeah. quickly, right? But the idea is that those lower level ranks while you're going through the Sunum Tao and the Chum Q, those are bite-sized steps on your journey. Those are not like huge exams. Mm -hmm. The big exam in, um, in WT is when you get like the black shirt or when you get a technician or something like that. And for that, we would, we would hold a very high level of, of uh, standard, right? Mm -hmm. And so my advice to someone starting a school is there should be something, all right? Maybe it's a T, like in Wing Chun, you don't have to have a full bore, 12 student levels and then technician levels and then at the different levels you learn this. It could be a lot more broad strokes than that, but it could even be something like Sunum uh, Tao level. So a student that has only learned Sunum Tao and has not learned Chum Q, maybe they wear a white shirt. Okay, mm -hmm. and maybe when they start learning the chum cue and they start learning all the cheese out and all the other stuff, they wear a blue shirt, right? Okay, and then you know, once they learn BUG, they got the green shirt, whatever it is, something simple like that. Maybe it's just a certificate, maybe it's a sash, maybe it's a belt. But if you can give the student the feeling that they've achieved something, uh, by having earned something that 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 required them to push themselves a little bit, it can be very meaningful. Now, does having a rank mean that you're the baddest motherfucker? This is another. This is another uh, uh, common complaint. Yeah, I don't care what rank you have in Wing Chun, WT, whatever, no. smash you or whatever. Hey, look, no. there are black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu who've been smashed by people who are just strikers. Okay. Does that now nullify that person's rank in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Does that now nullify what it means to be a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Right? No. Uh, if, uh, if a you know, high-level striker gets taken down and strangled or whatever, does that nullify their black belt in their striking art? Okay. No. 
It just means that when you put this guy versus this guy in a fighting contest, that other guy did better, all right? Because that guy was able to pool their skills and resources in a way where they were able to overcome the other person. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, when two people fight, it's not this, this guy from this representing this style with this rank versus this guy representing this style from this rank. It's two people. Mm -hmm. All right. It's about the person who's the best pr prepared in that situation, the most adaptable, the one with the best game plan or the strongest fighter. OK. And that is often independent of rank, which is a standard of knowledge and quality within a certain style. It is not a standard of badassery all around in every aspect of every game that that pertains to martial arts, right? Okay. So again, what when people who want to attack ranking systems, what they often do is they use these absolute arguments. Yeah, well, they don't care if you call yourself a technician or a black boat, whatever. Like, this guy will come in and kick the shit out of you or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about this person's individual journey within the art and having these little waypoints that make them feel that they've achieved something. We're not saying that, that these waypoints now somehow imbue you with the ability to be impenetrable, uh, to be impervious to, impenetrable, impervious to <laughs> bullets and punches and strikers and takedowns, right. all right? That's not what we're talking about. No. It's, it's the people who put these unrealistic expectations on ranking systems that then make it fall down when all a ranking system is is just a measure of quality uh, within a certain skill or within a certain style, all right? Okay. If you had a university diploma that says you have a bachelor's in a certain topic, <laughs> does that mean you're the most qualified person in that topic? No. If you have a bachelor's degree in chemistry, all right, uh, are you able to now go toe-to-toe -to -toe with people who have a PhD in chemistry? Mm -mm. Or mm -mm. with people who have use their chemistry degree to go on to, to do things that are beyond even what other doctors in chemistry Unless have. Unless they're like the chemistry genius. The chemistry genius, yeah. right. But that's the same idea. It's like what, what we're saying is like maybe a technician level in Wing Chun or a black belt or a black sash or whatever is like having a bachelor's degree in your style. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you're on par with the PhDs yet, mm -hmm. but it means that you've gone through something and you have a certain bar. And I think that that's a fair way to look at it Plus, students appreciate being shown along the way that they're making progress. And the dudes who don't need that, the dudes who just talk with their hands, bro. Yeah. Well, if they're in a school that has a ranking system, they can still just talk with their hands and make it all about this. But they also get rewarded along the way. All right? Mm -hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kung Fu Genius. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius. Hit that bell for notifications. If you have any ideas for a future episode, go ahead and write those in the comments below. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. And as always, I'll see you guys next time. Word is I'm a Kung Fu genius. Technique speaks for me, not lineage. Forget Jet Li, cause I'm the one. Many call me Sifu, but to you I'm Si Kung. And I produce masters. You surpassed us. Your Kung Fu stiffer than corpse and caskets. City Wing Chung is the house I built. Violate the gate and your blood gets spilt. Alex Richter, always the victor. When you go to the bathroom, European. All right, so here we go. I'm, yeah, almost, got three. I'm almost European. <laughs> all right. I'm almost European. Though. All right, so here we go. Just not in the bathroom all the time. Okay, so before, you, before you carry on, there's something that's giving me cataracts, yes. right? What's Can that? I just undo this so that's cable? It's not going across your face like that. It's not going across my face. It's not on your the face, video. but it's going, it's going across the air. Can it be seen?
It really can't be seen because of the black background and then it kind of hides under here. Y it bothers you though? Oh man, it's giving me such Jesus, what a All the way, all the way, here we go. Ah, ah much better. Relief. Deals. If you watch the early episodes of this podcast, you didn't hear a peep from this dude. True. And now in the middle of the True. episode, he decides to cut. We look, wow. we're in like 15 minutes in. I and barely even got us. another question. And this dude's on here <laughs> pontificating. Mad like in pon the stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting me OT off times. topic on stuff. So anyway, are <laughs> wow. you okay? Can I go? May I continue? You may. All right. Yes. Th I'm glad I have permission from the fucking sound guy. <laughs> the sound guy. Making comments on the visual side of this podcast. Yes. That's normally the, the, the video guy's job over there. <laughs> yeah, well, he's on Ohio. Or the DP. Yes. Donkey puncher. <laughs> no. no. Director no. of photography, Hello. sir. Can may I continue? Let me just finish the whole thing about... You double penetrate it. <laughs> Andrew's gonna be very busy this episode. He's not gonna be very happy. He's gonna he can't just use his automatic machine that like edits this episode. It's like, oh god, Dude. I gotta go in and actually do <laughs> F bombs and stuff like yeah, that, right? Yeah, I know. He does he, his awesome Hong Kong vlogs, all everything oh, looks like like it looks like something out of a CNN. Yet, the yeah, I've seen your links are amazing, right? It. He edits this podcast and lets Shh. all sorts of shit slip. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. So He's anyway, coitus interruptus here, right? Okay, so. Yes, sir. Carry on. Um, carry on. What's the time, Mikey? You can carry on without me. Okay, but I need you to close that curtain you so unceremoniously opened. Carry on. <laughs> I feel like we're oh my on god, a he's doing like Benny the Hill full metal. No, like he's doing like the full metal jacket <laughs> trading, like you know, going underneath. All right, private pile, you ready? Wow. So anyway, um, are you done interrupting me, you son of a bitch? Maybe. Andrew's gonna have so much editing and oh, outtakes and yeah. like f bombs and it's bleeps be, and everything like it's that. Be the best and this one was yet. an episode on ranking systems. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'd just like to... Uh, oh, for fuck's sake, can I do the outro here? Yeah, you here? can do the outro, but I just... Can you just take a look at how he's been sitting for the last, like, 20 minutes? I know, oh, he's, he's been, sitting been, like he's like... In, I, what do they call that, reverse cowgirl? Literally just did and this. And it would be fine if he was just doing like this, but then he was... I like, was inspired his, his by the way you were sitting. Thing, just was yeah. like, hey, look at And me. you know the great like, thing about this conversation? There's no camera on how you're sitting, and there's no camera on this guy while he explains how you were sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this is just the, the outtakes of this episode is going to be like fifteen. It's gonna it's gonna be longer than the actual episode itself. No, it's you see, the thing about it is, is now there is some camera of how he's sitting because I am recording you. Um, okay, and, you're gonna send, and he's gonna send you? this. No, and he's gonna send this to Andrew yeah. to to splice it in the man. This episode, you can make an Andrew work on this episode here. Damn right. Oh, and can we just add in some way somewhere, Andrew, that um, Tofa's podcast is called that other Wing Chun guy. Oh, that other wing. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it makes perfect handle. sense, of course. That's, that's his handle. Yes, yes. Add the other wing. Because we, we tried to figure that out, and then we went OT. Man, we went OT yeah. so many times today. That's yes, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I You're blame welcome. Topher's question, yeah. and I blame Dre. Of course. And I blame you for your constant interruptions. Incontinent interruptions. That CI action. Yes. <laughs> Incontinentia. Incontinentia buttocks. He has a wife, you know. <laughs> All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be answering all s nothing.